0: For your work? Mm. Uh, My title
1: is Child Life Specialist and what that means is I provide um, psychosocial care to kids in the hospital. So in practicality it means helping kids understand the things that are happening to them while they're in the hospital so that it's a bit easier for them to be there. It looks like on a daily basis it's um, going in meeting the kids providing any play opportunities that might help them cope better with the hospital, and then teaching them the procedures. For instance, if a doctor says we're gonna do a blood test and then leaves the room, the kid might not understand what that blood test means. So then we'll go in using all the medical equipment and a language that is um, correlated with that patient's age, so making sure they understand it, we'll teach them the whole procedure. We'll teach them all the different things that they'll see, hear, taste, smell, feel, And then um, once we've taught them, we'll talk about coping strategies. So we have a whole toolbox of ideas and ways we've been trained to help kids cope with the actual procedure. Um, So this can be things like blowing bubbles for the little ones, distraction in terms of iPad games or movies or iSpy books or other games. We do deep breathing, sometimes we do meditation, sometimes we just talk and help the kid think about talking rather than what's happening. We use comfort holds, so having kids sit on their parents' laps, all things like that. Um, And once we've decided on a plan, we'll bring the nurse or doctor in, whatever the procedure is, and we'll stay in the room and be kind of at the bedside, ensuring that the patient is coping well with their entire procedure. So depending on the area you work as a child life specialist, it's gonna look a little different. In the ER, that's the bulk of our days because it's so procedural focused. Some areas of child life, it's more behavioral, um, play therapy, um, things like that. Instead of so many procedures, it just depends on what spot in the hospital you work.
0: You seem like you really enjoy that, do you?
1: Love it, I love it. I, so I was gonna be a teacher And then I went to, um, I did a placement, and I was like, man, I do not like having 25 kids that I'm responsible for. And I really enjoyed one-on-one with more of the um, kids who had learning disabilities or more significant challenges. And so after realizing I didn't want to be a teacher, somebody had told me about child life maybe in my first or second year. So this was now in third year, fourth year. Near the end of my university, and I started researching it, started volunteering in a hospital, and then was like, "This is my thing so quit ed applied to this program and yeah i I always said two things I always hope for in a job one that I would be able to be a witness and be a light to tell other people about Jesus and that's kind of where my concern with Ed was as well because I really felt like I would end up in the Christian system and I really felt called to be among secular people and two I wanted a job where I would wake up every morning and not resent going to work and actually want to go to work and yeah it's pretty few days I've had in my four-year experience where I've woken up and thought man I really wish I could sleep a little longer most days I'm up and ready to go Love it. Love my job. Yeah.
0: Okay, so uh is is that your dream job?
1: Now, yeah. My um as a kid, I didn't know. Like when kids asked me what I wanted, to, or adults asked me what I wanted to be, I had no idea. My only other dream job is I want to adopt and foster kids. So, child life, I think, was a bit of a stepping stone in terms of understanding the development of kids, helping them cope with hard things in life. And I think that God will use it as a way for me to better parent kids who've been in the foster system. Um, And I don't know if I'll stay working full-time or even part-time. I might just pick up casually. I don't think I'll ever leave child life. I don't think I'll ever switch to do another job because I definitely feel like God has gifted me to uniquely fit this need. Um, But I'm also excited to move on and use what I've learned to be a a better mom as well. Yeah, but dream job, absolutely. Once Once I would say, once I started volunteering, and um, was right in the midst of it, I was like, how can I do anything else? <laughs> yeah, totally, just totally fell in love with the job and the, the, the honor it is to work with people in a hospital because it is such a challenging and broken place and yet we see so many glimpses of the way God is at work still and to walk alongside him in meeting people and their suffering
0: at a hospital is
1: a, it's a huge honor, huge honor
0: would you think of yourself as a hero to others no
1: never never i actually i was talking to john about it and i said i told him emma's doing this project and and was like yeah i'm not surprised you're a hero and i'm like i i don't see myself that way at all i i just see myself as one small person in god's great picture and his great kingdom and trying to let him use me in whatever way he can. But um, I think I would say the only time I felt like maybe I was a hero, I was involved in a very unwell patient and um, we thought we were gonna lose them and ended up um, um, saving their life. And the doctor had said to me, you know, part of your role in that was instrumental in, in helping this child stay alive. And that was the first time where it hit me like I'm having a big impact, not just on kids' psychosocial needs, but life-saving interventions, which I never thought child life would do. But my calm presence and the way I spoke to this kid while we were kind of losing him, they believe kept him hanging on. So I felt a little bit like a hero then, but that was the only time I i ever thought to myself wow you're making a big difference i instead i i think i struggle with pride i think i have the sin of pride and i think god has really pushed on me to be so humble and um in terms of i don't feel like i get a lot of credit for what i do necessarily and it is such a good thing because it keeps me in a state of knowing without him i can do nothing and allowing him to instead work through me silently that I don't always see the impact that I'm having, which I need to stay humble. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite TV show or movie to watch?
1: Mm, good question. Right now we're watching this funny show called Life in Pieces. I don't know if it's my favorite, but probably at the time it's like 20 minute episodes and it's, um, it's a little inappropriate, but very funny. And after a long day of work, to sit down and just laugh is really good. I also love um, action. Like, it's weird you get from the home from a super stressful day, and I start watching cop shows or um, like Navy or Army shows. And I, I don't really understand why that is, but maybe it's this little stress reliever in looking at somebody else's traumatic life, and then I don't think about what I experienced in the hospital. And my favorite movie is an older movie called The Guardian. Um, Not very well known, but it's about um, Coast Guard swimmers. So they basically, when people are in trouble in the ocean, they drop down out of a helicopter to save them. And it's, I I find it a very fascinating movie. Really enjoy it. Watched it way too many times (laughs) in my life. But that's what you do with your
0: favorite movie, I guess. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Good question. I'm trying to lighten the mood a bit. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, what's your favorite thing to do in your spare time? Mm, good question. Well, I love youth. I absolutely love...
1: So I actually used to be very scared of youth. I thought I'll never work with youth. I'll only work with kids under six. So that was what I felt like was my niche. And um, I only, it would be when you guys were in grade nine when i started and lauren had reached out and said hey we're short a youth leader um would this be something you want to do and i was like thinking to myself absolutely not but to say, i pray about it prayed about it and now i'm like i feel so like you your age group is so full of life and it's contagious and so to be <laughs> around you guys and to feel like Um, I actually feel like I'm more blessed by you guys than I'm able to be a blessing to you just because of the way that you do life and the fun that you have that honestly if I could spend my days if I could work less hours and invest more in youth and take you guys out for lunch and I would love it honestly that would I think I would use up all my spare time to do that stuff love it. Um, But other than that, I love spending time outside. I love going to the beach. I love sunsets. I love nature, going for hikes with Bo and John. Um, I love going home to the farm, love spending time with my family and friends. Hobbies, I don't have a ton, but I did start rock climbing like two years ago. Don't go enough, but love, have found out I love rock climbing. Yeah, and I love watching sports. I'll watch a lot of sports in my free time. Work and piece it a little bit. Like, I didn't get to watch the Raptors game last night, but it's okay. Saw snippets of it, kept up with the score. And I love watching, like, in the summer, I'll just go to a, like, little league baseball game in the park and just sit and watch. You know, I don't know anybody. I love, love watching sports.
0: Yeah. That's my free time, I guess. <laughs> Fills it up.
1: Sometimes I feel like I don't have a lot of free time, but probably because I am all doing stuff I love, so I keep myself so busy, my head hits the pillow, like, wow, what a busy day, I feel like I had no free time, meanwhile, I had tons of free time, it's what I chose to use it for, so,
0: it's good, yeah. I find, for youth, I don't remember the first day you came, hmm. but i find your energy is contagious oh no way isn't that funny it's like a cycle maybe
1: i feed off of you guys and in terms then once i fed off you i'm energetic
0: and then you feed off me and it's round and round it's amazing it's funny how that works yes i think everyone finds you so energetic and yeah. it just it lightens the mood so oh, much Oh, i'm so glad to hear that that's good i get it from you guys
1: though honestly <laughs> get my energy from you Except on retreats, when I need to nap a few
0: times, then you guys don't give me enough energy because <laughs> I'm using it all up. But And we're using it all up. <laughs> yes, that's right. Especially AOIC. Right? Uh. They make us wake up at 7. Go to bed at 11.30. Yeah. We don't get any sleep. No, no sleep. No, nope. it's the way it goes. It's so much fun to go there, but we need sleep. Yeah, and then you get home and you're like, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I had to work the Monday and the Tuesday of the same week. No. Oh, no. Yeah, I bet. Where are you working now? Well, on Monday, I had to work at Little Caesars. Okay. And so, that was fine. Like, it was just a three, three and a half hour shift. Right. I was working with Hannah, which was fine. Yeah. She cooked my energy up a bit. Yeah. I didn't really talk to any customers because I didn't I didn't feel comfortable, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm so grumpy because I, I haven't gotten so any sleep. <laughs> totally. And then I also work at uh, Sweet Paradise and now. Okay. Yeah. A little bakery and deli. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Wow. You're busy.
1: My goodness. And yet you're still able to come to youth every week. That's I, amazing. I try to book Tuesdays off. Yeah. Do you get Sundays off as well, typically? awesome that's amazing wow and you enjoy both of them yeah yeah
0: good for you saving the money smart girl that's really i tried to save the money i spend it all anyways yeah (laughs) it's true it's a bad (laughs) habit i need to work on it well you just see it sitting there and it's hard to think hey in two years i'm probably
1: gonna need this for school when that's a really nice outfit yes i agree emma Mm, same struggles still it's to hard. this day. It's <laughs> and hard. it's not
0: even the mall or anything. Like it's mostly just food I food. don't need. Yeah, right? Yes. Yes, food. Oh, especially to Morton's with oh. the new chills. Yeah. Oh, I love the strawberry one. Oh yeah. It's really good. Getting it on the daily basis. <laughs> I wish I could. If I would tr- if I drove to school I totally would. Yeah. <laughs> there goes all my money that's right they have none left yeah no good so how would you define a hero oh good question i would define a hero
1: as somebody who always puts the needs of other people before themselves so that other people feel valued um helped um And I'd say change, too. Like, when you think of heroes in the movies, they always do some big act. But the end result is always that either. Somebody's life is saved. Somebody is becomes a better person because of it. They become a better person because of it. And I think, um, while we look at heroes as these big, important people I think some of the biggest heroes are the people who you don't actually notice or see because every act they're doing is so hidden they're not proud of it they're not boasting about it but they're raising other people up and they're um changing lives because of their humility and their selflessness um that that the real heroes in this world we don't actually know about because they are so well hidden and their acts are so um simple that we don't acknowledge them all the time right yeah i think so that's how i would see a hero
0: yeah that's and when i
1: think of people in my life who i look up to and think of as heroes i those are the people i think the people who have made such a deep impact on me but they don't necessarily even know it yeah
0: just like you <sighs> Oh man, yeah. No, I would never think that, Emma. <laughs> You think about it in other people, but you don't think mm-hmm. about it in yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like for me, I don't think I've made a big impact on anyone. Yeah. Maybe I have. But you have. I probably have. Yeah. Maybe not a super big impact, but yeah. I've probably made someone smile. That's right. I definitely have. Yes, you have. <laughs> I can say numerous times.
1: <laughs> numerous times. Yeah, it, it is interesting. that's exactly how i feel i feel like the people who are heroes would never call themselves a hero
0: exactly yeah 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 cool good question yeah that's pretty much what we're all learning about in yeah what class is this english this is for english okay very cool pretty much how everyone's defined a hero is someone who has made a big impact right or someone who has put someone else's needs in front of theirs yeah risk their life or something yeah exactly yeah Totally. And
1: it's amazing because I think, I think the biggest hero is Jesus. And I think that's what he was all about. Right. I think that's why as Christians, we see heroes that way. I wonder if secular individuals would see it the same way, but for sure as Christians, we see Jesus' selflessness and his humility and his quiet demeanor in behind the scenes work. And we see his selfless act. He gave his life up for us. Right. And that's now how, even the movies, without realizing it, I would say every movie where you see a hero figure, it's a small portrayal of what Jesus did, because that person is always willing to lay their life on the line, and Jesus was the prime example of what that looks like. So, yeah, really interesting. That's a great topic for school. I love that. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it's quite fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Totally. Totally. I- speaking of Jesus what do you think of the book of Mark
1: hmm I love it I love all the books of the Bible except struggle through the you know Deuteronomy Leviticus numbers those but right (laughs) yeah I love how every gospel um, you almost can see the person writing it behind it and see the things that matter to them and yet all of them flow together even with the little differences in each Mm. of them Um, And I love that you start to see the heart behind the person. To say that I love one gospel more than the other, another, I don't think I do. I just love, what I love about the Bible is I really believe the verse that says it's a living and active word. And I have that when you can read the same passage so many times, and then you read it again, and you get something totally different from it. It makes it seem like it is alive. And I think the thing I like about all the gospels, the best is, the, I heard it once said that they point that the, they're so different in each of them um, and some people would argue how can they be true that because they are, they look so different they, they tell different stories they some of them have the same story and a little bit different twist and um, I heard it said that it actually is, that's what you would expect from something that was true because every person tells their story in a little bit of a different way. And I love that you get that. I love that when you read John and you read Mark and Matthew and Luke, you get these little pieces of the story and then you can put it together into this grand picture of what Jesus' life looked like. Yeah.
0: Love it. All my questions are now out of order. <laughs> that's all good. No problem. <laughs> um so is there someone in your life who fits the description of a hero? Hmm. The first person I always think of is
1: my dad. Right. I, I, it's a little girl thing, right? The way that your dad treats you, especially when you have a good, good father. Um, and when I was growing up, I always remember thinking to myself and praying, I hope I'm more like my dad one day the way that he listens, the way that he cares for the needs of other people. He's hes what we were saying. He always is thinking about what other people knew. I remember getting so frustrated with him as a kid when we would, it would be like his birthday or father's day and be like, what do you want to do for your day? And he'd be all about what everybody else wants to do. He just wants to make sure everybody else is happy. And I think that's just so cool. The other heroes, heroes, I would say in my life are the, The kids I work with in the hospital who have significant medical concerns um, and diagnosis, I think that they are, it's amazing how resilient they are and how they just keep trucking along. And the impact that they are having, even though they think that they are suffering, and they are, they are going through terrible, terrible hardships, but the impact they have on me and the staff and their parents is unreal. Just seeing them find joy in life even in the midst of a cancer diagnosis or a chronic illness and yeah it's crazy they are little heroes i get to work with them every day and it's awesome yeah
0: why do you think i chose you as my hero
1: (sighs) i asked john that (laughs) i said i am so deeply honored i was shocked i was really shocked and i said i don't i really don't know what sees in me and he was like, you care about them, Rach. You care about the youth. You take time to invest in them. You pray for them. They know you love them. You're a hero to them because you, you tell them that they matter and you value them. So I don't know if that's why. If that's what John thought why. <laughs> and I thought that was an okay answer. But yeah. It's a great I answer. Was, honestly, Emma, I was so,
0: I was floored and I was honored. Yeah. Why did you choose me? Mostly because you're a youth leader, you have taught me more about God and Jesus, Hmm. and I find, well, you were the main one who introduced me to AOIC. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, AOIC has taught me even more about being closer to God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, that stuff. Yeah. And I find this year was the best AOIC Hmm. year, and Hmm. it just amazing. It's been so much fun yeah. to go to AOYC and I feel like I feel like God has put me in this English class mm-hmm. this year, this semester for a reason. Cool.
1: That's so cool. You can see the way he's tying things together. That is awesome, Emma. Really cool. Don't you love his little fingerprints? Are you just little things that make you say he is real, especially in times of doubt, too? And then all of a sudden you can see something like that and realize, yeah, he is a good God and he has a plan and he's at work. Even though this is a really small thing, it makes me believe in him. and He just keeps doing that so that we never lose faith. Yeah.
0: It's just little things. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then all those little things, when you look back on the story of your life, you suddenly realize they pile up. Little things become big things. Exactly. Yeah. It's amazing. That's really cool, Emma. Really cool.
0: What are you most proud of?
1: Hmm. What am I most proud of? That is a really good question. I'd say I am most proud of the way that I have learned to let Jesus live through me. And I can see it in steps of faith I've made, um, child life on its own. I, have, I left the education program not knowing if I would get accepted into this program. And it is a very competitive program. And I, that was one of the biggest steps of faith I've ever taken to say, I feel like you want me to do this, Jesus. I'm going to trust that you want me to do it but I'm really screwing myself over if you don't want me to do it and then to see the fruit that has come from that that I can see from that decision and the way that Jesus has worked through me um, I have learned that yeah there's such a big and growing part of me and I don't think it'll ever end that's not me living anymore it's Jesus living in me and allowing him to work through me and I think learning that selflessness of dying to myself so that Christ can live, um, although it is a struggle and is a continual process, and I'm nowhere near close to where I should be, I think that would be what I'm most. About. Can
0: you hear me there? I think so. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> it's a great conversation. Hopefully, it's getting captured here. <laughs> it's just the lines are so small, right? That we're we'll it's see. A scary. <laughs> Otherwise, we might have to go again. We can go again. No problem <laughs> with that. <laughs> so how long have you been a Christian? Since I was born.
1: Yes. I love that question. I love that question because people always want a, um, you know, the big aha moment. Like, oh, when when did Jesus change your life or when were you born again? And I am so honored that Jesus decided that this girl is gonna be mine forever and I will never have a time so far, but I don't know what the future holds and I don't know if there will be a season when I wander, but of 26 years in my life, I have known Jesus and loved Jesus and i never felt far from him. And I think, yeah, I think that's amazing. A O Y C. one of our um, other team members was talking about that because he said he can get so frustrated with it and then he heard a sermon and, basically what the guy said was somebody had came to him and asked when did you meet jesus and he said well do you remember meeting your dad and then they're like no and he's like yeah that's that's like what it is with me and jesus like i cannot remember a time without him and i love that i love that there's never been a moment in my life where i have not believed the existence of Jesus and where I not felt like he's a part of my life. And so I see it as such an incredible blessing that there was never an aha moment that life is different without Jesus. I've loved him for so long that I've never wanted to not live with him, which is, I would say so much thanks to my parents for raising me that way.
0: Yeah, incredible, such a gift. What was your strongest moment in faith?
1: Mm. Good question. Um, one would have probably been that child life decision, trusting that Jesus was at work in that. Um, one would have been John. The only reason I would say, and he knows this, um, that we're together now is because I really felt like I've heard Um, not in an audible way more in a heart way jesus speaking to me to give him a second chance and it's unreal to now see less than six months later what god has done with the two of us and where we're headed which makes me so excited for why jesus wants us together so cool um but yeah those those are two of the biggest decisions but i would say um I would say it is a journey I would say like you just build on every other moment and you feel like you hear God one time and it bolsters your faith for um, a, a season where you don't hear from him as much and then you hear from him again and it's like this continual process of leaning in and trusting that even when you can't feel him or hear him the same way as you normally do knowing he's still there and remembering those times when he did I think that's what really makes my faith grow strong and stay strong. Yeah.
0: That's a really, that's, a, that's
1: nice. Yeah, yeah it is. It's it. is. I've always said we're never going to be as close to Jesus as we want to be, even if I live to be 95 and have the whole Bible memorized and die loving Jesus. There's always still more to learn about him mm-hmm. and there's always still more to grow with him. And so looking at it as you're going to have ups and downs, but all of them are tying together for God to continuously be projecting you upwards on this way of getting to know him and allowing your steps of faith to build on each other that each day you do feel in a way closer to him. Yeah. He's a good God. He's good to get to know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What has, your, what has been your biggest roadblock so far?
1: Hmm singleness was so I never dated before John I had had boys interested in me and I had been interested in them and we would hang out but never no boy John was the very first boy to ask me out on a date and I would say um praying something for so long and having it not answered and not understanding why it's not being answered. Now I can look back and see timing and see the ways God was was at work, but I would say when I pray something and then I see someone else praying something similar and they get answered and I don't get answered. Singleness for me was huge. My uncle recently died of cancer after a two-year struggle, and that was another one, praying and praying and praying that God would heal him and hearing stories of healing elsewhere and then him not being healed. Unanswered prayers, and I don't necessarily believe in a way that there is such a thing. I think God always answers prayers, just not always in the way we want. Right. And so wrestling through that understanding of, he sees this huge picture, and he sees now, and he sees 20 years from now, and he sees every step in between, and he knows what's most important to him, and that's that the lost are found and that people know about him. And if it means we have to walk journeys of struggle with unanswered quote-unquote unanswered prayers not being answered the way we want them so that other people can come to know him he's gonna let that happen I I strongly believe and so I think I always when I rise up and hit one of those I've been praying this so long and you're not doing anything about it in my view that's always a, a place where I falter but it's also a place where you get to this point of deep desperation of, I, I can't do anything on my own. I'm so frustrated. And those low points, I think, are a place where you can have a really beautiful connection with Jesus as well. That's not the same as when everything is going great. So while it's definitely a roadblock, it also is, It ends up opening a door to being closer to Jesus too in the end, which is always cool how he does that.
0: And last question: mm. Are you happy with how your life turned out?
1: Hmm. Very much so. Yes. Like, like just um, seeing things not go the way you want, but then tracing back God's fingerprints, like we were before talking about, is unreal. So two years ago, six months ago, I was n- not in a great place, and I was discontent and. Um, And I'm sure I'm gonna be in that place again. But to be able to say, hey, that I saw people come to believe in Jesus, I was able to pour out my energy on people that needed to be loved and people I wouldn't necessarily have come in contact with if my situation were different, a career path I wouldn't necessarily have chosen if things had been different. And to say all along Jesus was with it, It makes me excited for the future, no matter how long I live, to know that when we don't see the way he's working, he still is. And one day, I believe we're going to get to heaven and just, we get to see the whole picture and we get to see those little moments where you're driving along and suddenly you get stuck in a traffic jam and you get so frustrated. Why am I stuck in a traffic jam? But in heaven, we see, hey, if you hadn't been stuck in that traffic jam, then 10 minutes down the road you might have been in a car accident that would have left you paralyzed and by the way Jesus saw that so he used that traffic jam to keep you safe and little things like that where we're just going to have this glorious picture of how he was protecting us how he was strengthening our faith how He was changing others through us I think it's amazing to think about so so happy with what he's done in my life and so excited for what he will continue to do in my life I guess. Yeah. I, don't know
0: I, see. I really the preacher. Yeah. I forget his name. Brandon. Yeah. I really liked the little funny joke he would always make. Yep. Note takers get into heaven <laughs> early. You yeah, right? It's like no. Right. It doesn't work that way. No.
1: <laughs> no. He was a funny guy. I actually went to Redeemer with him. we, oh. we were in the same year. So I knew his wife pretty well. And I knew him well too, and it's. I think that is an amazing testimony of the way God works in us too, because he had felt a call to be a preacher, for sure, and he was speaking at um, Redeemer events and things. But just to see how God has developed this gift in him, like his preaching was nowhere near where it is now back then, and and I'd say he's so able to connect with people of all walks of life, which is one thing I've always loved about AOIC is that the speakers are always speaking to youth, and yet I walk away from it feeling so um, strengthened and having learned something. And I think it's amazing that they, he especially, too, had the ability to talk to you guys but impact everybody. So cool. So cool. He was, yeah, he did a great job, I thought. Really good speaker. Really good band.
0: Yeah. It was a
1: great weekend.
0: It was. Yeah. I think... Sunday was probably my favorite day. Yeah. Especially the favorite worship. Yeah. That
1: evening one? Yeah.
0: Everyone is just so into it. Right. It's the last day. Yeah. Nobody's worried about what anyone else thinks. I know. It's like, I'm just going to go all out. I really wish that we could take
1: it home. You know? I, I wish that... I wish that the the... The level of worship we get to where, yeah, it's so authentic, we could just do anywhere, and yet we can't. We get this like stifling feel in churches and in other settings, and we feel we quest, start to question what people think about us, and it's never ending. I remember being a youth and thinking it. I remember being in university and thinking it. I'm now still thinking it. What are people thinking about me? But you get in these weekends where all of a sudden people start to let go. Nobody cares, and right. you're so free. And I'm like, ah, we gotta find a way to do that in churches. Yeah, because it is a beautiful thing.
0: And Brilliant. I bet Jesus
1: loves it. Loves seeing youth that way. Yeah.
0: Crazy. My favorite part about it Yeah. wasn't even the worship, it wasn't the preacher. Yeah. It was just seeing all, like, me, Takaya, Holly, and a few other friends. Yeah. We were all just in a line. We were all just, we were so into it. Yeah. And it just made me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. To see your friends that way, right? It's amazing. Everyone had their hand raised. Yeah. Everyone was belting out the words. Yeah. It was so nice. So cool. So cool. Such a gift, eh?
1: Such a gift. I love the way Jesus works at those things. And I love that... It, it, yes, it's a high and you are inevitably gonna come off that mountaintop experience and life's not gonna be the same. But I love that he gives us those weekends to keep pushing us through. You, I always find beginning of May, I'm in a lull. I'm like, I need A O Y C because I am not feeling life right now. I'm not feeling strong. And you go to that weekend like, yes, I'm energized for the year. And it just kind of pushes you on. And, and then you start to get hopeful for the next year already. And it's something to look forward to and anticipate. And yeah, knowing the way that Jesus always, always shows up in such incredible ways at that weekend.
0: It's just as soon as Aoyc comes, it's like, yes, I'm here. Yes. But now it's over. I know. It goes so fast. (laughs) And then it's just another year. And it's so long. (laughs) Yep. It's crazy. Like, it would be so much nicer if it was even longer. I know. I agree. A week-long retreat. Mm -hmm be amazing that would be so (laughs) i would really love
1: um to try and take you guys on serve next summer i think it's your grade 12 years so it's like our last chance but that is a small it's not as like you don't have as many other people there but that is very similar except you also get to serve alongside of worship and getting to know people and having Mm -hmm. so much fun that for me serve was another like Oh, such a big way that Jesus would work in, in the lives of youth that, yeah, ideally if we can try and wing it, swing it, it's always a matter of you guys being able to get time off of work and stuff, but that's another phenomenal way to just have a little bit of a mountaintop experience. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Crazy. What time is it? Oh, good timing.